We are back with uh, everyone is stupid except us. I am Roz. And I am Sean. <laughs> I, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I say the same thing. I, it's been a little while. We skipped uh, We skipped a recording bi-weekly segment and a few newsy things happened that were sort of interesting. And there's a couple of things that are happening that are, I don't know, news typey. <laughs> oh. And my yep. dog is barking. I don't know why my dog is barking, but my dog now, is barking. Now she has to get royalties because now it's a three-person show. Ugh, we're going to make even less now. <laughs> so we had a couple of things that we were thinking about talking about, and there was a few things that did happen in the news. There was a lot of lo- or a, a few funny local silly news things. Have you seen um? Have you seen much of our new premier here in Nova Scotia? Uh. Let me tell you about that guy. No, I haven't really heard anything about him other than that he announced a very progressive uh, provincial rebate on top of the federal rebate for electric vehicles, and it was brought into effect exactly one month too late for mine to be applicable, which is... (laughs) Which, that's just fine, because really, I, I was worried about what I was going to do with that extra $3,000, and now I don't have to worry about it. So you're not his biggest fan? Well, I mean, that's, it doesn't matter. It, I mean, there, ha- there would have had to have been a cutoff date anyway, and it just so happens that I'm on the shitty side of it, so what are you going to do? Yeah, I've, I've been there before. You know, It's the same kind of thing if you go and you buy a new thing, and then two days later you find out that it goes on sale. Yeah, that, that seems to happen to me kind of often. But uh, yeah, so the, the new guy, he took over for the old guy. And I remember thinking when the old guy was new and I thought, who's this guy? I've never heard of him. And this guy's exactly the same. But the funny thing so far about this guy is his name is Ian Rankin, which is the same name as a rather, I, I don't know, popular but prolific author from the UK. And... Oh. The really strange thing is people quickly took to Twitter to try to congratulate this new premier of Nova Scotia, you know, local boy Ian Rankin. And apparently they didn't, like, click on, oh, I'll just write this at Ian Rankin. Oh, there's the guy. Boom. Hey, congratulations. So this this author in, uh, in, in the UK, I think he finally made an announcement and he said, uh, listen, <laughs> I want to... I want to congratulate everyone. Or he he started going along with it at one point. I think he said something like, uh, "I want to thank you for electing me uh, in charge of Canada. My first order of business is to nationalize Tim Hortons or something." And he had all these silly things. So he, he kind of went along with the sort of joke that it was, which good on him. You know, gives me more respect for Ian Rankin, the author. Yeah, but it was it, it was just yeah, kind of a silly situation. And I can't stop laughing at the guy's hair. He looks like Justin Timberlake during the wrong part of his career. <laughs> <laughs> These, you know that that wet perm look, the dye, yeah. the blonde, the dyed blonde, the bad dye job look. It's yeah, the the ramen noodle hair. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it really works for anyone. Uh, see, I I relate to the to the mistaken identity because I have a work email with my it's my name and then the number two. And for reference, there is also a my name and the number nine. So. There are that means that there are at least seven other people who have at one point had our name and then a number. Um and I am continuously getting emails for this guy. His team <laughs> emails me because my number is lower. So when they start typing his name and it gives you all the all the suggestions, oh you must mean this guy. Oh, clearly I mean that guy. And they just send email to me. 
so I get this email, and of course, but the thing is, even after I've been at my current job for three years, I still have absolutely no idea what's going on. Okay. So, so I'll get an email, and it'll be addressed to me, and I'll have to read it, and I have to really pour over it before I realize that it's not for me. <laughs> it might just be something that I'm supposed to have, I'm supposed to know, and don't. So I'm like, okay, they're talking about a project here, and then they're involving these people in this project, and then I'm supposed to come around. Oh no, I'm supposed to install this in a building in Ottawa. That's not me. I have a, a mistaken identity thing as well, and it's actually, it's also with your name, and it's on my Twitter feed. I happen to follow the guy who's like the lead dev for um, No Man's Sky, mm-hmm. and his comes up as Sean Murray, which is very close to uh, your yes. name, and every time I see I see a tweet, <laughs> and I look at it really carefully, and it just quickly looks like, oh, what's Sean talking about over there? Oh, <laughs> they've added, oh, new worlds, and all this new stuff going on in No Man's Sky. I was like, oh, okay, and sometimes it's about different other video game companies, and I was like, why is he getting so, oh, right, that's the other Sean, never mind. That's not. That's not the person that I think I should be reading about. Yeah, when I used to work at my previous job, they had a different... Um, email system at my last position and it was actually a military person who had my name and I used to get his email so I'd get people Ooh. emailing me and they would say things like oh sir your travel plans have been approved and your tickets are attached to this email and it's like neat where am I going <laughs> <laughs> Mozambique yeah away uh, we go no mm. The uh, I had a job. It was uh, one of the call center jobs, and because it was like a an international company, uh, for whatever reason they they went with kind of adding a bunch of numbers and names to it. And everyone's e- or everyone's emails or accounts they all started with V dash two, or so it would kind of be generational. So our our group were all V dash two, and then it was your first initial and last name. But there was one guy because we also dealt with. Um, with an office in India. And so we would always laugh because some of the ways that their names got mangled (laughs) together were really funny. And there was this guy and I, you know, his first, first initial was a, so I can only imagine that his name, I don't know, Ahmed, or I can't even think of many definitely Indian names starting with a, so this is getting away from me, but his last name was Nus, N-U-S. Fair enough. <laughs> so this is this poor guy over in India, uh, and he's sending all these trouble tickets in for everybody, and like, oh, would you get a ticket for? Oh, it's, uh, it's anus again. He's uh, he's yeah. sending us sending us all these problems. Well, yeah, we. I mean, we used to get emails way back in the day working help desk from Peter Ness, and it's like, <laughs> oh, I got an email from Penis again. <laughs> uh, we we could definitely make fun of names all day because we had some favorites. <laughs> I think I think we still repeat many of them. What was? Oh yes. Oh no. I, yeah, I, I definitely don't want to call any of them out because because of course because uh, you know if, if anything gets out, oh boy, all of our fan may oh. <laughs> this will be we'll finally have a controversy to talk about. It's those those two jackasses on that podcast, and they finally said something that offended their fan, mm-hmm. and uh, and now they're in they're in big 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 trouble. Oh, big trouble. No, big, big trouble there, holy boys. Uh, but speaking of getting in trouble for um, bad behavior, the the me, uh, the me-2 two movement, different me, from the me-2. Well, hashtag me as well. Me as well, me also. It, I don't know, It I, I like to say that it's not over, but it feels like the energy is kind of gone from it, which is really sad because the energy also feels kind of gone from Black Lives Matter, even though I think there's still protests going on. I suspect, like anything, the 
it's when it seems like the life has gone out of something, it's only because it's no longer in the mainstream media, but it is exactly as powerful amongst the people who are involved and the people that they relate to as, as it opposed, ever was. As opposed as, to the rest of us jackasses that just yeah, piled we're, on the we're media only front exposed page. To that. Other than the, the, the vigil for peace that takes place in front of the post office every few days. We don't need to uh, talk about that. We don't really see any anything, and we're not no. exposed to anything except through what the media desert, decides to bestow upon us. Yep. But... Um, so Me Too has has led to just the occasional coming out of someone saying, "Hey, you know what? This guy's a predator." So the latest one is Joss, Whedon. and we—I've never met the man. I've really? Seen, uh, no, no, no. He uh, oh, he, man. he, he, he was... declines all invitations. Oh man, Joss was just hanging around last week, and I was all <laughs> like, "You know what? You're a hateful creep." And uh, he's all, "I know, man, but what are you gonna do? Leaf but on the wind." Is... This is one of these situations where, and you know, I I thought, and I used to, I used to idolize him. You know, we watched Buffy and Angel when when that when those were shows, and then I, I don't think I watched Dollhouse, but I I loved Firefly, and then moving on from that, and then when he started being involved with like Avengers in the Marvel universe, I got really excited, and then there was one of those kind of situations where oh, he might not have been treated very well by them, and now he's not working with Marvel anymore. And I'm like yeah, oh Marvel, yeah, screw those guys, I hate them. They were mean to my man, Josh. Sweden, who I like. And then now we have to deal with, you know, actual legit people coming out and saying, mm, actually, he's a total creeper and he was really abusive on set and everything. And I have to I have to dial back my enthusiasm, I guess, is the best way of putting that. Mm. Like you, you take your hero worship and then you find out, it, you know, when you find out that your hero is uh, creepy. Or, well, not that he might not be a creepy stalker in these cases, but he's definitely like verbally abusive and, and a terrible person. So you have to separate that from your enjoyment of the of the media and the easiest way to do that is to sort of double down on well I like the actors and I like the writing staff and obviously you know conceptually the big picture was probably a Joss Whedon thing but obviously he wasn't coming up with every single utterance word you know camera angle so you can you can enjoy the product and not say that you're just enjoying this amazing one person job well, I mean, there's got to be some level with everything in the media. Everybody, you know, even if it's not to the point of where it harms other people, either, either you know, emotionally or physically, every person has something bad about them that could that could be brought to light if you were in a front row, like center stage sort of uh, lifestyle. Mm. And there has to be some level of being able to separate the artist from the art, no matter what you're doing, because otherwise nobody would ever see a Tom Cruise movie. There is that. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, is is he a kind of person that I'm going to want to, you know, hang out with personally? And like, go? Like, am I going to want to be involved in one of his projects? Probably not. Mm. Am I, I going to wa- rewatch Buffy again, you know, for the 7,000th time? Probably. <laughs> yeah, Brad, that'll, that'll happen. You know, I'm not going to suddenly boycott. I'm not going to burn all my, uh, you know, movie files no. That I have on a single USB stick of his and then, you know, have a big bonfire. But Where that has actually been the response from people, from some people, and they choose to do well, that. They choose to make a big, huge statement. And that's, and that's your, I mean, that's, if that's the the method that people are using to get. It's like a grief of. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there, there is such a thing as the cancel culture that everybody talks about where, yes, it's. 
But, but I mean, I'm not necessarily saying that it's particularly a bad thing. Because back in the day, I mean, we grew up, Cosby Show was on TV. Bill Cosby was like the the model of the of the caring funny father figure and oh yeah we, we all grew up on that but everybody that he worked with knew what he was like they would tell people if there was you know a, a woman who a young woman involved in a production they would say don't let her be alone with bill you know they knew who he was they knew what he did they knew what he was like and nobody ever said anything. So, I mean, he had a career between that show that ran for 700 years and, you know, a billion different terrible movies that he was in, Ghost Dad. <laughs> I just, you know, like that's the sort of thing that happened before this quote-unquote cancel culture came out, where suddenly, if you were a horrible person who verbally abused others and used your, your elevated position of celebrity... To do things like, say, vaccines are bad, or transsexual people are, are bad, or something like that. Now, of course, yes, now there's a backlash to that kind of thing, because people are a little bit more sensitive to that sort of thing, because the people who are being, you know, who, the, the ones who are affected by this, the ones who, like, transsexual people, homosexual people, all the whole spectrum of, of the 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 you know the words i'm trying to look for i lost my train of thought <laughs> i'm not entirely the L- sure L- the lgbtq plus all, all of those people the whole alphabet uh, of people who are are non-cisgendered or or non-heterosexual are affected by this and they're not staying quiet like they used to because back in the day if you knew if somebody said horrible things about you which everybody did in the past you just sat there quietly and you took it because you didn't want to be outed as one of those people that people were saying horrible things about but now things are not perfect by uh, any stretch of the imagination but people are now able to speak up and say hey giant star wars lady don't say terrible things like that so you know it's so what do you suppose changed? Is it the internet? Is it just the, the fast rate of sharing information and telling stories? Is it uh, maybe even possible that people uh, with within the LGBTQ um, in, uh, community group – I hate saying yeah. any words that uh, <laughs> encompass <laughs> the, that. The, the gay agenda. I didn't yeah. know there was an agenda. <laughs> I, I love it when people talk about that. I wasn't <laughs> invited to the meetings. <laughs> I was picture these council of elders in old dark rooms deciding <laughs> on what happens. Are we okay with blue blazers this year? No! <laughs> also, yeah, we should stop yeah. talking su- in these deep voices. <laughs> I suspect the... <laughs> I mean the the sharing and 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 the the fact that we're now a global community. I mean it it used to be you maybe if you were like say you were uh, a gay kid growing up when we were growing up nobody talked about it because you didn't like you didn't want other people to know because you didn't know if it was a normal thing to be. You didn't know you probably didn't know any other people if you grew up in a relatively small town like we did. Mm. You probably didn't know any other people who were like you to in order to do that. But now you get on the internet and it takes next to no time to find, no matter what you're into, whether it's considered to be a valid lifestyle or it's you're into some super weird kink, I guarantee you, you can find other people on the internet like you. Yeah, and sadly, where it's, it's maybe given rise to the ability to call out people for being uh, non- non-accepting of 
any kind of difference or all the way, you know, that's kind of the low end of the spectrum all the way up to full on raging bigot. <laughs> and it's, it, there's, it's a pretty wide spectrum of, oh, I don't really like that. I'm not very comfortable with, with this, just not being comfortable with anything that, that, that is different than what you think this, this perfect ideal lifestyle should be. But now I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> right? It's we're, so easy when you start talking about this. We're really having, good at this. You're having three conversations in your head because you're like, I'm recording this. I should probably not say anything too stupid. Oh, yeah, I forgot I need the to smart thing I was saying. Like, yeah. But, but so the it's it's now ex- accepted so you can speak out louder. But now I remember it, the opposite end of that is that's where all the crazies and the QAnoners, they have found fellow QAnoners through the Internet as well. Because, oh, like, oh wait a minute. I also think that there's lizard people yeah. and on the, the back of the dollar yeah, absolutely. bill. Absolutely. I mean, it's a double edged sword. And just like any any new method of communication or anything that brings people together, it brings people together in good ways and it brings people together in bad ways because for every you know kid who realizes that there's people like him out there there's probably you know some creepy grandpa in the background who realizes hey there's other people who believe that you know the earth is flat and all this stupid crap but 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 with the um especially with the the latest charisma carpenter coming out and making a big long statement about joss whedon that happened a long time ago and she mm-hmm. is she's she's our age mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure if not like a year or two older but so she's think, yeah. in in her maybe 40s i don't want to <laughs> please lawyers don't hurt me <laughs> if if she's in her 40s it took this long and in this day and age for her st- Still to feel like she could make these statements. And it was the same thing with the woman who came out against, um, oh, the, the, the Supreme Court, uh, br- br- I want to say Brad Roberts, but that's not right. That's the lead <laughs> singer of the Crash Test on No, um, it was the, uh, the boofing guy with the, anyway, he was, a, he, Trump tried to appoint him to, uh, the Supreme Court. He got on the Supreme Court, but this woman came out and she finally said, that's it. You know, I've, I've lived with what he did to me, uh, from a position of power for my entire life. And now learning that he could get on the Supreme Court. No, I've, I've had enough. So d- theoretically, maybe Charisma Carpenter had a, oh, someone offered up Joss Whedon this whole new movie series. And I'm like, no, he should not have more, more stuff or, uh, Rose McGowan with Harvey Weinstein. But I think Rose McGowan was just done i think she called that very early and that's why she her career almost stopped in its place so even with the internet even with finding like-minded people and uh, especially just sympathetic ears finding as many sympathetic ears to give you the, the strength to come out and and stand up for yourself against this it still seems to take a really long time even today mm-hmm. we could take you well, your whole life to get over this I mean, you can find other like-minded people and other people who are in the same scenario as you, but the people who you might want to speak out against, you know, especially in the case of like, you know, like Charisma Carpenter and Joss Whedon or like with Harvey Weinstein, these guys have a ton of power over your career. Mm. And sometimes it's, I mean, maybe you don't want to say too much because you're still, especially when you're young, you've still got a long career ahead of you. And 
the more black marks you have against you in the eyes of, you know, people who are hiring, it's like, oh, well, she, we don't want to hire her because, you know. She, she complains if. She complains, yeah. The antithesis of the cancel culture, or the, the people who are all <clears throat> uppity about cancel culture say, well, no, we can't say anything. Well, he well, probably shouldn't have ever, ever been saying that kind of crap. Exactly. But, if I want to share a racist joke among my friends, who's to say <laughs> I can't? Telling jokes. <laughs> And that's, I, I feel like that's where any kind of complaint lands you directly there. And I, I, for one, I'm not complaining. I happen to like cancel culture. I happen to like the fact that Donald Trump doesn't have a Twitter account anymore. I think that's great. <laughs> I, I, um, uh, I can't remember her name. Gina, Gina, Davis. what's her face? Was it Gina, Gina Davis? Davis? I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. Uh, of, uh, Cara Dune on. Oh, yeah. Carano. Carano. That was it. Yeah. Yeah, Gina Davis is in a league of their own. Stop yeah, confusing she, me. G, yeah. Gina Gina Carano is off of Mandalorian. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought she did quite well on Mandalorian. I was enjoying sure. the show. Thought it was really good. But then she then, was good in Deadpool. You know, I I, I mean, quote unquote, good for good for, for for the role she was in. Yep. And then yeah. I read some of the things that she was actually saying, like in her own words, and I went, Yeah, you you don't need to be in a role where you are admired. Yeah, and all. that's the other thing is it's. Some people are, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people who are in, um, you know, a lot of celebrities probably hold some opinions that if you knew everything that was going on in their head, you'd be like, why do you believe that? Why would you even think that? Why would you say anything like that? But most of them don't use their celebrity to say things like that. They don't, Mm. they don't say them in interviews. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming. Mel Gibson excluded. Well, that's, but a lot of them do, but I would say most of them don't because like a lot of people, like, have you ever heard of Jake Gyllenhaal? Have you heard of a personal opinion that that man holds? No. Yeah. So like, there's a lot of people who are, you know, celebrities who have been in six, who have been in movies, who are successful, who are going on and doing their thing. They're not like they don't, they don't have a big Elijah Wood. You know, they don't have big opinions that they're not coming out and going one way or the other. They're not like they're not coming out and pounding on the desk and saying we need to support women's rights. They're also not coming out pounding on a desk and saying vaccines are stupid. Yeah, they're, they're well, just quiet, other than their art. Mostly they get a- made fun of, especially if you come out as, a, as like a man saying Happy International Women's Day. And that's why I <laughs> try not to say anything. And I'm like, this is not, guys, this isn't about me. So, But yes, St. Li- Patrick's Day is okay. You can <laughs> say Happy St. Patrick's Day. I don't, you don't look very Irish to me. But then I, in, in my world as attempting to be online famous gamer Twitch guy, I try to do the same thing. Like there are places, there mm-hmm. are, there are streams that you watch, and they just say, "Oh no, no talking about politics, no talking about politics," because people will argue. If you have more than two people having a conversation, they are about to argue about politics at any given time. Mm-hmm. So I try to do the exact same thing. I don't just sit there and saying, "You know what? Hey, welcome to listening to us, guys. We're so glad that Trump is out of office." But I mean, <laughs> I get, I guess here, you and I, we are pretty. What would you call us? Liberal leaning. Well, left- here's the thing. I've said this before. Leftist or something. I well, I've said this before that reality has a liberal bias. It's true. The the what you see on the mainstream media right now, um, mostly filtering in from the states. The Republicans have gone so far right that you know they're, it, it's they're, not reality anymore. It's not reality anymore. I mean, they're, it's it's they're they're basically the far right at this point. 
And because what what I always I try to categorize myself and I try to think about it from a very base standpoint. And I think, okay, okay, okay. Here's a person standing over here. Fine. What are they doing? I don't know. I'm minding my own business. And says, well, then you're definitely a you're one of them leftists. I went, wow. That's that's the. <laughs> that's the entry point that we're at. And, well, yeah. And now what? If, now what if they're a brown person and they're <laughs> and they're working at a job? And I'm like, I don't care. They can do what they want. Well, then you're just some crazy leftist letting everyone I do whatever him, they want. I saw him writing in a in a weird foreign script. That's math. Yeah. And <laughs> so I I feel like like you say, reality is the new liberalism because it just feels like I'm just I'm just sitting here. I mean, it's not hard to trying say to from kick Canada. anyone out of the country. Yeah, being up here in Canada in our ivory tower with our free healthcare, it's easy to judge. But basically, the way the the politics in the United States has gone right now, that anything further left than hunting the homeless for sport is considered to be, you know, basically socialist communism. And I which don't you have understand. to be afraid of still. Yeah, and I do, which exactly, and that's that. You know, I just don't understand how they've gotten. Well, I mean, I understand absolutely how they've gotten this far. It's because the the Republican Party has pushed it this far. Because they had it's, they had a big old war for independence, and then they decided as a unit that no one was ever going to tell them what to do ever again. Well, they and had they've a big been war, trying to put together a government ever since. Well, absolutely, but also you have to you go back even further. But then before their war for independence, where this is a bunch of people who got kicked out of England. Because they had too big of a religious stick up their ass, and then settled in the United States. So, I mean, there there is a lot, yeah, it, it's a, a lot of very confused religion going on down yeah. there, and it's it's <laughs> it's hard to look at, especially. Cause, I mean, we oh, we definitely can't talk. I mean, we need to get some actual religious people, some <laughs> some God fearing Christians on here, and then Ugh, just give give them a hard time. Yeah, they're they're just as, just as much. Oh fun. gosh, what's happening? I don't think either of us know. Hey. I I don't know what you're barking. She's she's not well she doesn't approve of the, all this political talk. No, she does not. Okay, get your back, options are back, these. Get Stay back to here and about stop dogs. barking or go and find out what it was that you were barking at and report back. These are your options. Go on. So, how about electric cars? Yes, you wanted to talk about electric cars. Uh, I don't know. I don't I don't remember what we've talked about with them before. But all I know is that getting back to this whole thing about when you like when you join a group, you don't you try not to talk politics because you know you're trying to read the room a little bit. You don't want to be all like, oh boy, I really hate that Donald Trump, and oh, Donald Trump made this room. And but uh, that's kind of what it's like when you start talking about electric cars to people because when you join uh, uh, like a discussion group with electric vehicle people, it's very much. It's very tribalistic. It's like shockingly tribalistic because you'll get, you know, people like, oh, yeah, we were thinking about an electric car for a long time. And then we went and got a Chevy Bolt or we went and got a Kia Nero Nero, or, you know, we got like one of these half a dozen electric vehicles that the the big, you know, longtime car manufacturers are putting out. Oh, and, and then, then you get you get, to, you get ripped you get, on for not buying from a proper holy, electric car company. You, then you get, <laughs> oh, I have a Tesla. I've only ever driven Teslas. I've known Elon Musk personally since I was seven years old. <laughs> if you don't buy everything that Elon Musk makes, you're a moron. I don't understand why anyone would ever buy anything that isn't a Tesla. I sent my Tesla up in SpaceX rockets. I don't understand why. It's like, it's super, super tribalistic. And it's just like, it rubs me the wrong way. And it makes me almost like that in reverse. Because now I like, 
I can't even watch a SpaceX launch without going, you know, obviously the unmanned ones. If I'm watching an unmanned SpaceX launch, I'm like, man, I hope that that friggin' thing blows up on the pad. <laughs> oh, I hope that, yeah. that friggin' Elon. So you're you're blaming Elon Musk for the opinions do. of his followers? He, okay. Okay. Going all the way back, I, this is the problem with Christianity. The guy who me, started me, it all was really cool. All of his followers. No, no. Well, not all of his followers, no. but certain me, ones of me, his followers. Let me let me let me back up here. Here's the thing <laughs> with Tesla as a company. My personal opinion, others are welcome to have other opinions. If you have another opinion, I don't give a shit. Here's the thing <laughs> with Tesla is that it's basically the apple of car companies. And again, I don't mean to irritate any of the Vic about having shitting on Apple, but let's go back in time and say it's the Apple of the 2000 to 2010 era mm. where they were just cranking out the same uninspired bullshit, slapping new stickers on it and, and calling it the, the new innovative. Oh, we've made it one tenth of a millimeter thinner. And then everybody just sits there going, Oh my God, that's amazing. Oh, applause, applause, Game applause. Game changer. Tenth oh. of a millimeter. Yeah. So, and that's exactly the way I see it whenever Tesla does anything mm. because they're like, Oh, the new battery that we've innovated by innovated, we mean bought from China is 4.8% more energy dense and it's like dude that does not matter at all <laughs> because your cars are garbage they've tesla has really awesome uh like the the auto drive tech which is not really functional as of yet in terms of you know ready for prime time but it's really cool tech they're their infotainment system is kind of really cool compared to what a lot of other car companies are doing because other car companies have the baggage of the past that Tesla doesn't have. The battery management on a Tesla electric vehicle, second to none. They are spectacular in terms of battery management. The car part of the car is complete crap because Tesla is a car is a tech company who makes a really neat tablet with a car-shaped uh, uh, appliance that you can attach to it. Whereas you look at somebody like Chevy, again, I don't like Chevy. You can talk to anybody. You can ask John. I have crapped on everything that GM has done for an awfully long time. I, I, I don't know anything, and I still crap on American cars. They're of they're like bottom of the barrel but the only saving grace is that now a lot of american cars are not well most american cars are not made in america they're either bought from korea or from japan or uh from um like european like right in like germany and stuff like that and then they have a, a bow tie slapped on the front and they're sold and that's the case with this yeah. the chevy bolt is a korean vehicle that was made that made made in korea assembled in the states and sold to me and you know it's i don't i don't care for chev but chev has been making cars for over a hundred years so they know how to make the bits that spin around and the bits that go up and down and the bits that you know keep you separate from the road they know how to yeah. make those things rods and pistons and so when you take you know an electric vehicle you put a whole bunch of new crap in it but you know the wheels still go around the springs and shocks still go up and down the body of the vehicle still keeps you from scuffing along the road yep and they know how to make those things but not not to be too insensitive but there's certain countries in the world who are really good at making microchips yeah and uh that's where you want to get your microchips from exactly where where they have a the 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 specialty is there yeah like korea where my car was was you know designed 
chipped. But uh, and all, all uh, anyway, it's I I don't mean to contribute to the tribalism at all. It just it it kills me when I. It's like anything. When I see somebody who has such a passionate opinion about something, but they clearly, I mean, I'm not going to say echo they're wrong. It's an echo chamber. They don't, they, and people generally haven't done the research into things to see, you know, I mean, I could have had a Model 3 uh, and they're a lot fancier and they're a lot more comfortable than what I have. And they're about the same price, but I don't think a mo- I think if you bought a Model Three and kept it for ten years, there'd be nothing left to it in ten years because mm. our our winter environments would just eat that to pieces. I was thinking but, about that the other day as to why would we want American-made cars <laughs> when most of America is in a much better climate than Canada is all the time. So why don't mm-hmm. we buy more? German cars because they've been making mm-hmm. cars in a climate that's and, very you know wintry winters, decent mm-hmm. summers. But here's the thing: is that goes there's up there's, that is a factor, and that's one of the reasons why Japanese cars do so well here because Jap- mm. Japan has a lot of like salty ice, gross stuff, the same as we have, and they have to deal with that. But you know who else has really similar weather to us that we don't buy cars from? Russia. <laughs> man yeah okay so it's not all about geography yeah. and country yeah. <laughs> it also i mean you got to be like, a good car maker from yes certain countries like, you don't want to bring over your skodas and your ladas <laughs> i'm gonna have to uh remember to try to edit out that whole bunch of your dog investigations earlier yep Dog investigation. So, okay, I'm, I've I've scratched the EV itch. What else do you want to talk about? Um, We're well, coming we up c- on like half an hour or like 35 minutes or something now. Oh, boy. You did mention <laughs> new hobbies in the pandemic or old ones that are more difficult. And I don't remember what I was talking about because I wrote that down and I remember thinking, oh, this is going to be a good talking point. I got some stuff to talk about. Now I'm well, like, I mean, there's there's things that people try to do. A lot of my uh, hobbies and activities like theater and music were all, you know, go go to this one room, sit really close to each other, lick each <laughs> other's elbows and spit, spit in each other's mouth. Spin, exactly. That was that was pretty much what that's, the, I mean, that's that what I assume. That's what I assume theater is like. Yeah. So, yeah. but try, uh, trying to get a lot of these people even to do anything online, and some of them were trying to do, oh, how can we do, how can we all jam together live with music? And I said, well, there's network delay, so we can't. And they're like, no, no, I found a program that says that it can do it. And like, well, okay, good luck with that. <laughs> so trying to come up with new things, and honestly, the new thing that I've come up with is just catching up on a lot of TV shows that I didn't watch, or watching, like, I don't know, uh, uh, documentaries about different mm. things, or... I, I definitely have not taken any time to try to improve myself. I have definitely gotten much, much worse. Oh, absolutely. I'm way worse than I was before. I mean, I, yep. I could Stupider sit, study, and try to look. I, I could, like, learn a new instrument, get better at the, the instruments that I know. I could, I keep trying to tell myself that I'm going to write something, and no, I don't do that. Basically, I just, I, I'm waiting. That's, that's what I've learned mm-hmm. to do during a pandemic is wait. Wait for life to start again. Good luck. And even then, when when things have popped up, people say, oh, we're allowed to have a small show. Do you want to come out to our small show in this tiny little venue in this, you know, cold room in the middle of a, in a snowstorm? And I'm like, no, no, I don't. I don't want to come out. I've gotten really used to staying home, and I like oh. it. Oh, come on, Ross. We're all going to sit around and spit in each other's mouths. <laughs> no, not, not, not this week, thanks. So I've, no, I've, I've become I've, more of a shut-in, I think. Yeah, I've, I got the Oculus Quest 2 for Christmas. So I've been playing some VR stuff and it's pretty cool. Um, 
I was playing this. Here's the thing. It's a VR fishing game. Right. And it sounds really stupid and really boring. And basically, like, all of the reviews on it, if you read them, are like, I thought this was going to be stupid and boring. But then I started playing it, and it's super awesome. <laughs> and and I, I, so I'm like, <laughs> I mean, how good can it be? This sounds stupid and boring. And I started playing it, and I'm like, this is really awesome. <laughs> and I, I have gotten lost in so many fishing mini games in video games before. Yeah, well, Zelda's this, this Ocarina is, of Time. I can I mean, fish forever. This is so immersive, and like you're you're sitting on your boat, and you're really fishing, and it's great. And I start. You can play multiplayer, so I started like just kind of joining random rooms of with like two or three other dudes in it. And I met started. I went to this one room, and this guy was talking to somebody else in the room that he already knew. And you know, he was saying, "Oh, I got a show." tomorrow night or whatever i'm like oh what, like what do you mean what do you what do you do what kind of show and he's a stand-up comic in la wow <laughs> uh so i looked up some of his stuff on youtube and then now we're like he and i are uh are, are pretty close friends well no i wouldn't say pretty close friend he and i talk <laughs> talk while vr fishing probably once or twice a week so you're not quite spitting in each other's mouths yet we're not spitting each other's <laughs> mouths yet but I'll, I'll, i might i might uh, i might pop the question maybe later on but uh <laughs> but you know we're 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 acquaintances, I would say. We're we're fairly fairly qu- close uh, recreational acquaintances. That's all, all right. Now way, that that's established, and he's not getting his feelings hurt. That's way dirtier than I meant it to be. <laughs> but anyway, I my point was when you were talking about you know going to shows and venues and stuff. I actually went to one of his shows last night in VR, and it was like kind of surreal because you go into this. You go into this the the social world app where you make like your little avatar, a cartoon version of yourself, or whatever mm-hmm. you want, you, whatever you want your dude to look like, and then you join. There's a whole bunch of different like clubs, or join a uh, go to a place where you all sit around a campfire and tell stories, or you can go to like an open mic night, or you can go to some place where some dude is showing you how to do crafts and stuff like that. Right? It's all kinds of cool stuff like that. And but this was like. Uh, it was a comedy club, so it was like a bar, and there was tables and stuff, and and there was like half a dozen comics that each got up for ten minutes. They go up there, do their set on the stage, and then you could, you know, it was it was it was super weird because it was it was so close to the actual experience, except you didn't have to be in a in a in a stinky bar with a whole bunch of other people. But you're kind of surrounded by digital people. You're sa- yeah, you're, everybody you know stands wherever they want to stand in the room, or you can sit at the tables or stand at the bar or whatever, and yeah, and you just you're all just watching the stand-up comic up on stage at the microphone, and he's doing his thing, and as his little avatar guy, and because he's just doing the same thing you're doing, he's wearing his Oculus Quest, probably sitting in a sitting on his couch, <laughs> you know, in his underwear doing a a comedy show. Yeah, I have. And- I've gained a real discomfort with being around lots of people mm. in, the la- in the last year. Every time I go somewhere and there's like some be- people all stand close to each other. I'm like, oh, I got to get out of here. Oh, well, see, get- now now die. you're at the place where I've been my whole life. And you'd be like, <laughs> oh, hey, you want to come out to the thing? We're all going to hang out and play music and spit, each other- spit in each other's <laughs> mouths. And I'm all like, that doesn't sound fun, but you have a good time. Yeah, I'm slowly being taught that that isn't as fun as I think it is. Hmm. And if if it takes a global pandemic to teach me that lesson, then I think uh, I think that was well well time well, well spent. All, all I'm saying is I feel everybody. 
that you now owe me an apology (laughs) for all those years of spitting in each other's mouths. I wasn't trying to, like, force you to do anything. I was always just trying to make you feel like you were invited, Uh which I felt felt that was important. Because I hate not feeling invited. Yeah. And that's the other side of the pandemic, is I feel like I'm not being invited to anything. And it's bothering. But you wanna you wanna do uh you want you wanna get a, get a set at that uh, comedy club in uh, in VR? No. To uh, get yourself a Oculus Quest, you can uh, you can have a set at the next show. I'm <laughs> oh, sure. oh, that's the entry point to stand up comedy now. Yeah, just get yourself a, get yourself a <laughs> VR gaming console, and you can be a stand up comic. Because I'm pretty sure with some of those comics that were on, other than him, that was their entire entry into comedy. Was I bought this thing? Mm. Oh well, man, I've done one that one time. Music. Let me, let me. I gotta. Oh yeah, <laughs> I. He told me about this at one point, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna go check it out, right? So I joined <laughs> the thing, and he. This was not a night that he or anybody that I knew had a show, so he went and joined the, or I went and joined the the world, and then I'm like, okay, what events are ongoing right now that I can go check out? And one of them was like this open mic night. I'm like, okay, well, I'll go see what that is, right? <laughs> and I join it, and it's like a big field with a raised stage in the middle, and the um, the like the guy the, the yeah I mean I guess and there was like a bear over in the corner. But anyway, the the host guy got up and said, "Okay, we're gonna bring up the first person, and it's this guy. Come on up and tell us what you're gonna do." And he came up and he's like, "Oh, um, my name is whatever, and I'm going to sing, um, Sweet Caroline." And I'm like. Oh God! Here we go, mm. and it was so bad, mm-hmm. <laughs> so bad. Like his voice was so weak. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I can't be here. Like, good on you for getting up in front of a bunch of fake people and 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 like you know, and just trying anything, yeah, trying to spit in somebody's mouth. But it was just so bad. I'm like, I gotta leave. I gotta leave right now. So you know. That would be a good venue for you. Get up there with your guitar and be really terrible, and everybody will applaud for you. I mean, I could, yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I even tried hosting like a virtual open mic uh, from my house, and that was getting kind of awkward because it would be like it, it's the same thing as gaining an audience anywhere. Where if the market is absolutely flooded, I will have two people watching, and mm-hmm. that's what I feel like I'm always doing. I feel like I have enough to offer that people might well, enjoy it, but yeah, you, you, yeah. This this podcast has two two listeners. My Twitch <laughs> Twitch page has two viewers. Um, all of my YouTube channels put together have two viewers, and just anytime I do anything, there's two people watching. Well, that's why you join one of these things that like with it's AltSpace was is the world that I'm using on there, and it's a Microsoft product, so it already has kind of a built in uh, audience. Because you know. e- like when I was there, I mean, this was not a widely publicized comedy event. But when I joined, there was maybe half a dozen other people in in the audience. And by the time that I gave up on it and left, it was, I mean, there must have been 40 or 50 people there easy. Hmm. So, and I, I, I might be wrong, but I think you can actually watch events in rooms without actually having your avatar in the room. You just can't interact with them. So there might have been somebody, other people watching like from a camera as well. But, but anyway, it's a big... It's a pretty big thing, so it's a it's kind of a cool if you're if you're the creative type and you want to do something like that. I think it's a pretty it's a pretty good outlet given the the circumstances. Yeah, 
And, and it can be. It, it is it's pretty good. What I have learned is when I first started a YouTube channel, I figured, oh, okay, I'll have comments on this because everyone on the internet has an opinion. But what I've learned <laughs> is there's a lot of people on the internet that just are just absolutely quiet and just kind of want to consume their media and move on. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's like, hmm, yeah, that, okay. Yeah, I yeah I, I, that's generally the way I am, and I usually don't have too many comments unless it's somebody I know, and then I'll usually say something snarky. Yeah, or I, yeah, I try to, if, if it seems like there's getting no views and no comments, I'll try to just put something on there, just because it, it's it's like getting something in the mail. It's exciting, like, woo, there's a thing. <laughs> that is pretty cute. Well, I feel like we've mostly gotten through everything yeah, that we, I think that we feel like if we go any if we went any further, I think we'd just be starting a new t- Oh, the Oxford sinkhole. No, it's <laughs> that I old Oxford doing, sinkhole. I think we're doing uh, okay. I don't know that we had anything in our email inbox, but I don't think we had any messages or no. uh, anything coming in on the Twitter. The only feedback I did get was uh, one of our listener who gave me the feedback that I apparently I invented a word last week or um, no wait four weeks ago. And now I'm trying to remember what it was, but I'm I, sure I caught it at the time. I, yeah, I I was trying to say something, but it was too set. It was like saying two things at once, so it goes all the way back to the yeah, sure, go to hell story. Yeah, story. sure, go to hell. Because when I think about saying two things, I will squeeze them together. And he called me out for saying, "Oh, you said it wrong." I said, well, technically, I tried saying two things and got both wrong. So yes, so it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite so, as bad as feedback. Think. Yep. Yeah. It, it definitely did happen. But uh, hopefully we'll uh, be back again in either two or four weeks. And uh, you know, not not that we want lots of news happenings to happen, but it'd be cool to have something to talk about. I don't know. Don't, Trump's <laughs> trying to get himself back in the uh, back in the limelight by releasing, like, paper copies of twi- tweets and things. He's, like, <laughs> releasing <laughs> things on he's paper. Gonna, it's a, it's he's going to, like, dro- he's gonna drop, uh, drop pamphlets from an airplane. Yeah, I think he's, yeah, he's literally, like, he's newspaper. He's just putting uh, bits of paper up on telephone poles and such. That's the, the mockery that I've seen. But um, if you have any questions, you can send us an email, seanandrosspodcast at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter at seanandross, and, and, and that... Yeah, those are the two places you can find us. Unless you know us in person, you can send us private messages. Spit in our mouths. <laughs> I think we gotta end it on spit in our mouths. 